Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corset and Crown, presented by Buzzing About Romance. I am Duchess Katie, and with me is my companion, Lady Sadie. Hi, everybody. Um, today, we are discussing E.E. E. Ottoman's The Doctor's Discretion. Uh, so, Sadie, why don't you give us a little synopsis? All right. So, the synopsis is from Goodreads, and we start in New York City in 1831. Passion, medicine, and a plan to break the law. When Dr. William Blackwood, a proper gentleman who prefers books to actual patients, meets retired Navy surgeon Dr. Augustus Hill, they find in each other not just a companionship, but the chance of pleasure, and perhaps even more. The desire between them is undeniable, and their budding relationship is disrupted by the arrival of a mysterious patient at New York Hospital. Mr. Moss has been accused of being born a woman, but living his life as a man, an act that will see him committed to an asylum for the rest of his life. William and Augustus are determined to mount a rescue, even if it means kidnapping him instead. Their desperate plan sets William and Augustus against the hospital authorities and the law. Soon they find themselves embroiled in New York's seedy underworld, mixed up in prostitutes, spies, and more than a lifetime's worth of secrets. When nothing is as it seems, can they find something real in each other? salacious <laughs> this book was first released um november 28 2017 so we're doing a little bit of a throwback but since it is pride month we wanted to try and get some lgbtqia plus reads in here it's not just the stories themselves but also by the authors uh, and so this is by e. e ottoman again um and the tropes in include opposites attract Let's do crime, also known as be gay, do crime, uh, forbidden love, disabled uh, main character, and interracial. Yes. Um, steam level on this one, about a two. Um, there, there, you know, it's they. The book was what about two hundred pages long, and they do manage to get quite a few, you know, sex scenes in there, and um, they were not you know, tame, I would say. No, I wouldn't say they're overly graphic either though. Mm -mm. Um, and it's not just, I would say it's not necessarily penetrative sex. It's yeah, it was definitely, mutual, yeah. mutual masturbation, um, you know, trying, you know, essentially just figuring out what each other likes without, you know, having to have penetrative penetrative sex all of the time yeah which was like which like like escalated like this sheer tenderness of yeah. their relationship yeah it was really <laughs> intimate like yeah their their love scenes are really intimate and it's the connection is really really beautiful yeah um, I also I really agree. liked it because um Augustus Hill who is has only one hand mm -hmm. and so um the way that they hold each other was very well described because of his disability. Um, yes. all right, so what are our thoughts, Duchess Katie? Um, th uh, this was my first romance ever that I've read that was written by a man. Um, and I just, I think that he, he handled this with so much care because there was, I'm, I'm having a hard time finding my words because there were so many things in here that could be absolutely triggering to people, but he wrote about them in such a way that it's like, yeah, this shit was happening. The way that 
Moss, um, the character was treated as, um, as a trans man, was going to get him committed to an asylum, arrested, and put on public display um, for being who he was. And, you know, uh, William is a Black doctor in New York in the 1800s. Early 1800s, so, I mean, 1831. 1831. So slavery is currently happening, and this is mm-hmm. a freed Black man. Yeah. Uh, and they talk very, like, there's a lot of history in this. There's a lot of yeah. history in this from the first page on. Mm-hmm. Um, they talk about the color epidemic. They talk about Friedman papers. They talk about race. They talk about early gentrification of New York City. Like, mm-hmm. they talk about interclass warfare. So there's a lot going on in this book. Um, but I really loved that they were addressed head on. Like, yes. the author wrote this book really deliberately. These yes. are issues he wanted to talk about. He wanted mm-hmm. to talk about what it was to fight for your gender in the 19th century. I also really liked that it was, there were so many storylines and in 200 pages, I was like, this might seem like it's too many storylines and it didn't end up feeling rushed or like it was a crowded book. Um, and I really loved that. I... <laughs> I also love that they're both kind of soft leads. Like yeah. they, there wasn't necessarily a dominant pursuer. They were both soft and gentle humans. Like they're mm-hmm. healers, they are doctors, they want to care for each other. And I really loved that connection that neither one of them was like, not necessarily the aggressor, but like pursuing. And yeah. that really wasn't part of this. I I totally agree. And yeah, like this, this book had a lot going on in it all at once, but I never, yeah, like you said, it never felt rushed, but it also never felt like it was too much, I guess, because it was all very important because, you know, there were, uh, we're talking about, to use the term in the book, a whorehouse, um, you know, the way that patients were treated, not just, um, Moss, but the other patients with so little care, um, this was a clearly a very well-researched book. And then, you know, E.E. Ottoman himself, um, whatever I haven't, I need to dig more into his, his backlist and more about him just because I don't really know anything about him now. Um, but what his lived experiences are as well, um, in present day. So, you know, I, this was my first book like this and, you know, it's, sucks that it took me this long but I'm glad that I did because now I'm like all right give me more (laughs) like and I don't want it to be just for like entertainment's sake this is this was also educational and yeah like like you said the the leads were both so tender and sweet and soft and you know there's like in like in just about any romance there's a miscommunication or a lack of communication based you know because they there is an assumption made and they're both two very different people, a black gay man and, um, a trans white doctor who are just both like, have their own set of concerns and worries and troubles and everything like that. And they both are trying to understand the other because they have so many things that they fight against just living that they can't quite wrap their head around the others, you know, struggles and things like that. So. I did really enjoy that people 
um, that that the language this author is really deliberate in their use of language. Mm-hmm. That being said, some of the language is not what people would use anymore. He does use the word hermaphrodite, which could be mm-hmm. harmful to some readers. So please be aware going in that that is used and intersex is a much newer term and not at all referenced in this book. Um, but be aware that the language is really deliberate, but I also found it really fascinating because it essentially ha- was a plot driven book, which is not usually my favorite because <laughs> the plot drove their need to specifically communicate and when communication could literally lead to you being put in an asylum for the rest of your life for being you Mm -hmm. how do you breach that how do you learn to say no I do accept you as you are without possibly exposing yourself to living your life in an asylum which were horrific places Mm -hmm. Um, so I really like that I also really liked that when anyone screwed up, (laughs) they were like, sorry guys, that was me. Yeah. And the miscommunications didn't feel like, I wasn't like, oh my God, why are you an idiot? Like that didn't happen. I was like, oh, oh my heart. Oh, that's not what you wanted to happen. And I I really enjoyed that. Yeah. That's aspect. Okay. What about the ending? honestly I was not expecting it like I really was not expecting the twist at the end and I was pleasantly surprised because I'm sitting here thinking how are they gonna make this okay how is he how is E.E. Ottoman gonna make this okay and he did you know yeah (laughs) and he put a he put a nice little bow on it but I I didn't feel like it was like the perfect bow you know that kind of thing so you know it it gave me comfort in the way that they decided the way that he decided to end it. My only real question was, I can't tell if Corporal Thornton was like in on it. Is he like an ally? I can't figure it out. Like what was his role? And I couldn't figure that out at the end, but otherwise I really did. I was like, Oh my God, this, where's my AGA? Come on, give it to me. Right. (laughs) And I, he, he made you wait for it. He made you wait. He he did make you wait till like the bitter end, you know? (laughs) Um, but the twist with Corporal Thornton made me pleasantly surprised. And that's why in my mind, I believe that he, he wasn't in on it, but he knew about boss. Yeah. I did like that. There was a little bit of spy action guys, a little bit of spy action, surprise Surprise spies, (laughs) surprise spies, which I guess would technically be the purpose of being a spy, but that's okay. Right. It's Um, a surprise. (laughs) <laughs> so this was a new to me author. I had a great time. What did you think of it? Would you read some more Ottoman? I absolutely would. I, I like his voice. I like how well researched it was and, you know, the, the own voices aspect of it, you know, that he, he knows, he knows his own experience and he knows how to tell these, this story. So yeah. I thought, and I thought it was really lovely and um, yeah, just like, just intimate and tender and beautiful I loved it yeah I definitely really am intrigued by some of the other titles in this backlist Mm -hmm. this author's backlist there looks like there's one written about like I think Vietnam where it's a couple of soldiers I don't know I gotta look more into this definitely gonna read more E. Ottoman um who would like this one um so if you like male male romance yes you would definitely like this um 
<laughs> medical shows. There is quite a bit of um, detail because Dr. Hill, Augustus, is a practicing physician and William is, um, he prefers research to treating patients, but they both talk about things. The fact that they talked about an epidemic at the beginning of the book, I was like, Oh and, God. And it was, it was a no joke epidemic. Like I think they referenced two epidemics, yellow fever and yellow cholera. Fever and cholera. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's and two, two yeah. epidemics here, two epidemics. And then they talk about the cleanliness of the surgeons and the doctors and hand washing you guys like i i was like this is this book is from 2017 this is before 2020 happened and talking about the the way that their patients live if they wash their hands and their surgical you you know implements and everything and then it was a debate the debate of of cleanliness, cleanliness. i was like mm, is that a debate is that <laughs> and um, William there was is like also so staunchly for it and so oh, yeah. or, it, like after uh Augustus was like what do you think about washing your hands and he was like hell yeah I was like <gasps> what I'm so excited <laughs> yes this is also yeah. why I can't read books like like really like medieval historic romance I really get very concerned by the level Filthy. of as between the main yeah. characters so um I will also <laughs> say they uh they so Hill has one hand and they describe him having what's essentially like a fake hand and mm -hmm. how hard it is for him to wear his apparatus. And mm -hmm. so that was really interesting. I, I'm a total history nerd. So I found that really interesting. There is some squeamish parts though. If you're not yeah. a fan of blood and gore, maybe skip this one and find a different Ottoman book to read. Um, but I really like that show, New Amsterdam, which takes place at what is essentially Bellevue Hospital, which they mentioned a bunch in this book. And I was like, yay, Bellevue. <laughs> it wasn't so great back in the 1830s was, mm, and no, before then. Mm, not great. Not great. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Yeah. And if, if anything medical, like some... I wouldn't say it's like overtly graphic. It's just, it's informational. Um, makes you squeamish. It might turn your turn your stomach a little bit and then there I mean obviously with the presence of Moss being a trans man there is a lot of trans and homophobia present from period it, appropriate it, yeah period yeah. specific I would yeah. say period specific language period specific phobia um and like it's it's not easy to read though I would not say like if if that's gonna be hard for you maybe give this a body's worth yeah um, i also really liked the essentially the male whore that was oh, a character mm -hmm. i was like wait where's lake's book where is lake's happy ending because i really like this character um and that he does sort of get mentioned in the end which i thought was really interesting but it um i feel like that's a really interesting storyline and in how very frank it was about mm -hmm. finding pleasure in, yeah. in a safe way. Yep, absolutely. Um, yes, definitely would recommend this book if if any of those things that we just previously mentioned don't wouldn't trigger you in any negative way. Yeah. Um, what are you reading right now? Whew. I I am in between books right now, actually. Um, I'm finishing up my fake rake by Eva Lee, but I'm, I'm trying to decide 
I'm trying to decide what to read next. I, I might go grab another E.E. E. Ottoman book, honestly. <laughs> yes. Um, so I am on the new release from Casey McQuiston, One Last Stop. Mm. Um, I didn't love Red, White, Royal Blue. I think I'm in the minority for that, but I don't love Modern Royals. So that was like, I was like, oh, I can't quite get into this. And Enemies to Lover really stresses me out. But there are really a bunch of new releases I'm excited for this month. And right after I finish One Last Stop, I'm going to read Adriana Anders. No, Adriana Herrera. I'm so bad at names. Um, <laughs> uh, her new release that comes out at the end of the month, One Week to Claim It All, which is about a telenovela company and a second chance love story. Awesome. I, rem- totally I remember excited. seeing I remember seeing that one pop up. I know I'd really like to read something that's new. I mean, obviously we're reading another one <clears throat> by Olivia Waite. Oh, but- it's so exciting at the end of the month. I can't wait to share that one with you guys. Yes, me too. I, I really <laughs> enjoyed the first in that series, so um yeah now I'm just kind of trying to figure out what my next what my next read is so it's always fun all the potential yes that's the thing I have I struggle (laughs) there's so many good books something yeah and there are so many good books dropping this month um the queer principles of Kit Webb Mm -hmm. it comes out there's an Olivia Waite um I swear there is more coming out this month Um, But it seems like June is packed with new releases. So I hope you all have something awesome to read and we will see you at the end of the month. Thank you, everybody. 